boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Say something. Okay. Say something, because we're live. We're live? Yeah, we're live. Oh shit, motherfuckers, we're back. It's 2018. We're in the sack. <laughs> what you gonna do when we throw you with this crazy rap? Nah, we ain't gonna rap no more. Because Ham's back, 2018, flowing on this track, spitting rhymes as if I was the color black. Sorry, my bad, guys. It's all right. No, my what's bad, up, guys? guys? What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? It's been a while. It's January. It's been a while. It's been it's about a month, guys. It's been about a month. And it, I, I, don't oh. even, I don't even know where to, to start. To start. To start. Because last time we had this conversation, it was like the 20th? No, yeah, it was we a day we're before. Doing it. We're doing it now. No, when was the. You left on what day in December? Uh, I think the 22nd or 21st. Yeah, I think that's the last episode we did. So I went to Nevada, went to New Jersey, I went to Hawaii, all since then. How you feel? I feel like uh, this beginning of the year first has been like insane and not just be like typical like, oh yeah, it's a New Year's resolution kind of thing, but it's just been like quit the job, started a new job, bought another house, fucking trying to move now and it's just like, holy shit, crazy what? stuff. And it's only the fu- 14th. Hooking and jabbing. Hooking and jabbing. Yeah. It's been nice, though. How's it going home? It's good, man. Decompression time. I mean, I drank a lot. Killed my fucking liver. Yeah. But uh, it's been nice since I've been back. Just, like, came back with the kind of fresh mindset that I did when I initially moved yeah. out here. Which was nice. Started off rolling with the job. Enjoying training people. So things are going good. Yeah. Just well, fucking, you know, it's nice to get back on the podcast. To get back in the... Yeah, the train of things. I can definitely tell that we haven't done a podcast in a while because I could just hearing myself right now feels a little weird. Feels Are you nervous? Funny. Yeah, a little bit. Stop being nervous. I'm bro. sorry, man. But um, the last episode we had, we 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 talked a big game. Remember? We're, we're doing it though. I know. It's day by day. I like. So you had a high thought the other night. Jacob did. Ham did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, and he's he was talking about how our weeks used to be broken down like week by week and things of that nature. And this year, it's just like our schedule is kind of fucked up. We really have like Wednesdays off, so it's like day by day. But it's an, it's like an, it's a nonstop hustle. Yeah, it's a weird feeling because I think me and Pat both were in a position where we kind of did not enjoy our work, so we were living um, on a seven day, you know, cycle cycle where it was. Mon- Sunday night, fuck, tomorrow's Monday, hate my life. Monday morning, okay, I can only look forward to Friday. Friday comes, all right, blah, 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 party, 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 and then Sunday, and then repeat. But now, it kind of just feels like there's no weekend. And my high thought was like, yeah, there's no weekend because the week never began. But, um, well, I'm not like. It feels a little different. Well, I feel like my intentions, and maybe yours are too, are different. Like now, I'm not so worried about partying right now. Right now, I'm just kind of in that working phase. I want to just work hard, play hard, sort of thing. No, I think I uh, I'm on the same page. Like, uh, I mean, I'm 25. You're 24. Uh, we got it's it's time. Like like we said in the last podcast, it's time for us to make moves. And if you know, obviously, I don't want to be making moves when I'm fucking 30 years old. I want to be making moves right now, so I'll be you know a lot more successful when I'm 30. Yeah, I'm just going with it, man. I'm just trying not to overthink things. I think in the past I found myself like overthink situations. Mm-hmm. Each day, each, situa- each situation, everybody I meet, I just kind of just get roll with it. Yeah. And take it for what it is. I've kind of gotten my faith back a little bit. I'm not like real religious guy. Um, you know, I like to say a prayer before I go to night. You know, I go to sleep at night and stuff. But lately, like, just like as things happen throughout the day, I'm just kind of like just starting to see as everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You can learn anything. You know, really back to the basics of why we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, and now doing personal training, like getting to interact with different people on different levels and different mind states mm-hmm. constantly all day long. It's really broadening my horizon. I think it's actually making me a lot more open-minded. Yeah. And I think one thing with that too is that – so like say we, we both switch our occupations to personal training. And we've been doing that. We pretty much our schedule looks like we wake up, leave the house around 830 and we get back home around 830. And so we just do personal training all day. And 
I think just switching that one part of our life made me change a lot of different aspects. So like now I don't want to drink. So I haven't drank since I started the new job. And it's not that and this first week, obviously we, we didn't drink. So it was, and it was nothing. It didn't feel like, uh, I had anything I needed to release. Whereas when you're doing something, an occupation where you, you don't like, it was like, you know, a release. I felt like I had to release a yeah, lot of like stress yeah. and like escape from reality, which is obviously alcohol is not the best way to do that. But that's kind of what it felt like it was when I was in my last job. But now it's since there's no like, oh, shit, I like don't need any. Sh I'm not like sh work's not stressing me out. If anything, it's motivating in me in more aspects in my life, the podcast, my own personal health. Yeah, I'm approaching everything, every goal because I just want to be better. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I've definitely feed it, like, like, like fed off of it. Now that working in the gym, like, it's made me a lot more conscious about my health. Like, I want to be like a physical icon sort of thing. Yeah. So it's made it a lot easier for me to be like not have the urge to go drink because I know it's gonna like kind of set me back. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm so forward right now, wanting to go forward and just like, you know, I'm walking, I'm jogging, now I'm sprinting. I want to stay sprinting. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to cut my legs out from under me, you know? Yeah, and then eventually fly. Right. Dude, what the, the, so if anybody's getting into personal training or thinking about getting into personal training, I, I this has been the, so far the most mind-blowing thing for me. Me and Pat have been working out uh, like six years, five to six years, like seriously. Obviously, everybody kind of worked out in high school here and there, but like actually staying with it. Not everybody. About five, six years. Yeah, not everybody. Some people never worked out before in their life. I've learned that also. I also have learned that. And and so we've been dealing with um, clients that have been, you know, in their 70s, their 80s, their low 20s, and people that have over 40% body fat. I worked out somebody that was blind, somebody that was in a wheelchair. Fucking yeah. variations like crazy. It really tests your knowledge. Yeah. To see how much you actually know when it's like, because we know how to work. Anybody that can doesn't have limitations, doesn't have fucking bad knees or, yeah. you know, um, can't squat down or can't bend over or they can't stand up. Like, yeah. all these limitations having to work around really starts to like test my knowledge but mm. but, but it, every single time though like this is like something that's changed every session like I get through it and even if I don't get somebody to sign up for training I feel like I get them through a good workout uh -huh. and like that always kind of like is like a nice yeah. like lifting thing and trying to sell it to somebody really is pretty simple for me because I don't feel like I'm pushing something on somebody that it's not uh, is not necessary well you gotta explain our whole entire job first Okay, so basically, should I? Well, because you're talking about selling, and I just said we're personal trainers, so yeah, just want to make sure it's trainers. Yeah, so we're personal trainers, and we sell obviously personal training programs. Um, but like, what's really kind of opened my eyes, which I already knew, like healthy lifestyle and fitness, and like your body is very important, and all those things are really important. But it, it even made it more eye opening to like, if you, sorry everybody, if you don't take care of your body. There's some major, major, major issues. And I would say a good majority of just people in general are heading towards that direction from what I've seen. Just when people come in, like if well, I, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you bring someone in and you, you talk about their day to day, go through the, what meals they're eating, um, what kind of exercise they're doing and how they're staying active. If they're living a, a sedentary lifestyle and, uh, then you, people are liars. Yeah. And then we, we take them through a fitness assessment and look at, what they can do and I'm noticing that people to do workouts that I would think are like rudimentary you know like like a, like a little kid could do are having like extremely difficult times and I'm like wow that's what happens though, man. <laughs> it's like if you don't use it you lose it but no I'm with you 100% I my mind's opened up to maybe a lot of it had to be with the military and the people that we surround ourselves with and the environment we mm -hmm. surround ourselves in but now you start working with people especially being the new year that don't have any fitness experiments or experience. Yeah. Like the guy that's in charge of me told me, he's like, he's like, you gotta put yourself in their shoes. He's like, some of these people are sitting in their car for five or 10 minutes fucking hyperventilating before they come into the yeah. gym because it's like, they're expecting to come in and just get fat chained and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And I, and I tell everybody that I deal with, I'm like, if that was the case, if that's what the gym was, then, then we wouldn't even have jobs. Nobody would need personal training. You yeah. know, it's, it's few and far between actually. That's what I'm starting to notice. There's not really that many people that are in shape. Yeah, and um, it, it kind of makes me feel, I feel bad because I know there are, like there are those people 
um, like for example, if you're this guy and I've, I've sure I've been guilty of this too, where you're like, you make fun of new year's resolutioners. You say that like you talk shit about fat people being in the gym. Um, if people are doing machines wrong, like you're talking shit cause they just don't know. It's like these guys from our scene, they're, they're so freaking nervous and intimidating to even walk out to where free weights are or the machines are. And they just only stick the cardio that, th- that they'll stay there for years before they even venture out. And I'm yeah, like, they just watch it's like crazy. a fucking mystical land to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel it, bad for them. It's a whole fucking different demon. It's crazy. Um, it's really opened my, my, my eyes too. And like, it's, quite an experience when you you like you start to like peel back the layers and like you, you like what my thing is too is like we try and get people to sign up for commitments for six or 12 months to sign up for the training yeah and there's so many people that want to just buy like session per session and the only reason they want to do that is because they're afraid of the commitment mm-hmm. you know to commit to themselves like because it's almost like before it's almost like they don't want to sign up because they're already giving up on themselves before yeah. they even even do so they're yeah. like i can't do this which it blows my mind because how i look at it is you know our body our vessel you know i could go and spend uh like a hundred bucks every every week right to go to the bars and entertain myself right or i could spend 200 bucks a month as an investment towards myself to further better myself and people are way more willing to spend money on stupid shit for themselves and actually put money towards something that's an investment towards themselves you know and it's like damn why are, why do people why do people prior prioritize their own body well i think it's a tr- i think it's below a, tr- a lot of things else and i know most people a lot of people an objection would say well it's because of kids because of that but that and what what not life stresses but when you really do break it down what your budget is and you look at everything i'm sure everyone can find some stupid and, and you money. know like a thing that's tricky too about our job is we're working out these people initially showing them what it's like to work with a personal trainer yeah you know you know convincing them that they they need personal training and there's a fine line because i also feel like we could push people away by working them out too hard and them saying i yeah. well, i don't want well, i don't i wouldn't i might have did that just the other like, day you know i think that you have to get like flirt with that line where it's like you get them feeling good but you also don't have them crawling out the front door. Yeah. I think w- one line I've been saying a lot, and I think it applies to everything in life, and I got it from Cameron Haynes. I should give him a little credit. But it's pretty much whatever, you're ask- whatever you ask yourself, ask of yourself, your body gets used to. If you ask yourself for very little, your body gets used to only giving you a little bit. If you ask your body uh, for a lot, your body gets used to giving a lot. And I think a lot of people don't ask anything of their body throughout the day you know they don't take the time to ask their body for things and what happens is a lot of these guys that we see that are in their 40s and their 50s that used to be in shape they stopped asking their body to perform and now their bodies are in shambles they can't barely squat they can barely go through a five minute workout that seems that anybody that i would think from my background that anybody would be able to do and it's just crazy that you got to push your limits to grow. And I think that's just all things in life, you know? Yeah. So I, I've definitely, I've told multiple people that cause, and, and that's just like a lot of things were just muscles. You know, if you do the same workout every single day, your body's going to get used to it. And eventually you're not going to be doing anything for yourself. You plateau out on everything and you plateau everything out. And well, people don't want to listen to Yeah, people like, I don't know. It's tough, man. Like the hardest thing is putting yourself in that position. Mm-hmm. It's so far behind me that, when I saw these workouts initially that we're supposed to be doing for this assessment, yeah, I'm like, what is this gonna do for anybody? Yeah, I thought it was bullshit. Yeah, I thought it was, I was like, this is these are the stupidest workouts for anybody to do. And then now once I now I started using them, I'm like, God, I was just such an idiot. So if you're in the gym and you see those trainers doing like some wacky stuff, just know there's a purpose. There is a purpose. Off balance. Yeah, because you're really, off balances. Mm-hmm. Like, like for the, like you said, like if you just ask yourself the same thing, like if you go in to the gym and all you do is, you know, back and by chest and try arm day and leg day, and that's all you've done for the past seven years, you might want to expand your repertoire because you're, you're going to get, your body gets used to that shit. And I've noticing that more and more and more. Um, 
but fuck so yeah that's the update on personal training and uh switching jobs but for those who's asking i'm glad i did it and i'm happy um one of my good friends i called and i brought up the work and she was asking me about it and she could just tell that she's like this is the first time i've ever heard you mention anything about your work about your work and, and being happy about it because i bitched a lot with red roof even though they really did take care good care of me you want to go back to success. red roof do i want to yeah. No, um, I like I don't want to talk shit about Red Roof because I was set up for success. And I think I learned the things I learned there are going to really, really, really help me for the personal training like a lot. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. Kind of see what we can do now as for the podcast. This is a whole nother adventure for us. And it's always a learning experience every time we get that behind the mic on this. But I know I haven't blinked the whole entire episode. I know what are you doing, dude? You're scaring me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're scaring me a little. You're just staring at me. It's kind um, of fucking taken over by a demon. We got demons summoned in our house. Yeah. So no, seriously, motherfuckers. There's something haunted in this house. I heard a piano in my room the other day. So I have never been like a huge believer of ghosts or spirits or like you know like the like like the movie exorcist and things like that and like conjuring and like how realistic do these things happen and um growing up in a very religious family my dad being a pastor i've always i do believe in demons and i do believe in angels and uh i'm not gonna say any names but i like someone that i extremely trust Extremely trust that I would, I would, I would, I know that they would never lie to me ever. Um, was would telling you say me, the same thing about me? Yeah. Nice. But it's not, not but not way me. more, but way more even above your level. Yeah. Okay. You know, but I, I just, just want to say just wanted, I just want to just hear how you. But it, he he was telling me about an experience, um, and it kind of like for me, it scared me in a way, but it kind of like, I know this guy wouldn't bullshit me in this kind of subject. I just know, I know him for my whole entire life. Right. So he was telling me about a story. Cause I asked him, I was like, well, do you believe in, you know, demon possession? He's like, believe it. I've seen it. And I was like, okay, well, can you elaborate for me a little bit? And he's like, he's like, yeah, it was about in I think the eighties. He was, uh, for school for theology. And he was during the summer, he was working at a Christian summer camp. And one of the students, um, I can't remember where he was from was involved in a cult before heading to the camp and his uh, it's like a younger like 18, 19 year old and his parents sent him to the Christian camp and so the, the, the cult that he was a part of was not happy about it um, because obviously they were like a Satanist cult where they worship the devil and they were calling him and sending him a letter saying we're going to send evil spirits on you and um, my friend who being the counselor, all the kids were kind of getting scared, were, was calling him and saying, hey, um, there's like this cult group is saying that they're going to send evil spirits to this guy. Um, can you please come see him? And my friend was like, well, first things first, if, if anything involves most of the time, he's always like, oh, this stuff's going to be bullshit. It's going to be like someone just fucking around. But, you know, when there is cults involved in if you do believe that there's a demons, then yeah, you are messing with a realm of demons. And if you're opening it, you know, an invitation towards them, it's never going to be a good day from what, I, at least from what I know. <laughs> right. And then he went to go check up on the kid. He brought his Bible. Um, my friend was like, his early twenties in the time. And how he described it was that this kid prior to this incident was a very mellow, um, reserved, person very quiet did not like to talk a lot um he walked into the room and there was i think two or three other roommates at the camp and my friend told them just to start praying um the picture that i got from the story that when he told me was that the kid was pretty much in the corner very very violent and very aggressive towards anybody talking to him or approaching him he was kind of like he how he described it was is very similar to like how the exorcist 
how they act, but not, but not to the point where, like, their brains were, like, his head was doing a 360 or, like, bones were cracking. But he was making the noises and shit? He was making noises. So my, uh, my friend started, like, just reading verses and saying prayers. And every time the, the word Jesus was mentioned, he would freak out and lash out in a violent manner. And he was, he was saying that the voices that were coming out of his mouth were not his own. Multiple different voices were coming out. And um, my friend being only in his early 20s and just starting his studies in theology was like, okay, I'm not equipped for this. So what he did was pretty much he, he notified the chaplain and got the church more involved. Um, and he got he got the hell out of there because he's like, I don't know. like yeah, don't he, he doesn't know how to you know, exercise a demon out of someone. So he got the church involved and then uh, put them all together. But he, hearing that story from him, and this is, I've never known this guy in my whole life. And I've never heard anything story like that. And he, when he dropped that knowledge on me, I was like, no kidding. It was absolutely mind blowing for me. So what do you think after well, hearing that? I think, well, I think that I've always believed in spirit. I believe everybody has a soul. Okay. And I think everybody's can be vulnerable, you know, to maybe if science hasn't explained it yet, but if there is a spirit realm where, you know, angels and demons live amongst us that we just can't see them. I think your soul is vulnerable and it's important for you to strengthen your spirit and your soul to not let these kind of things. Well, how would you protect invade? your soul if that was the case? So you're saying we're thinking like, Angels and demons here on earth, we just can't see yeah. them. Yeah, I do believe that. Like it's just imagine, just like just yeah. like this, just like this room. There could be angels and demons in here. Just do, in this yeah, room right now, that. just in their fucking shit. It's like other stuff. Yeah, that's why I really don't like messing with like Ouija boards because I don't necessarily know if I believe in ghosts where people are like where if you die, your spirit's locked here and doesn't go beyond. Right, whatever you believe on yeah so you get stuck here with us I would think more that maybe like demons are messing with you or something well I always thought like maybe there would be like I like the thought of like fallen angels kind of like there's angels that walk the earth with us well I definitely believe that I wouldn't call them a fallen angel though what would you call them because the only like fallen angels is like the devil no, 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 they're not fallen. They're 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 God's angels, but they're here on yeah, earth. Yeah, they're just here. But fallen, like you know, kind of makes it sound like they fell. I feel like those. I feel like if they were, they aren't any like famous people or anything. Like they're just s- simple people that help people. So, you know, kind of shit weird happens sometimes that you're like. Well, I would say that they. I would think that they're honestly, obviously, we're just all spitballing. But I would think that they were just. Yeah, go ahead. They're man. spirits. Like they like there could be one like right here in this room, right beside me. But Maybe there could there also be sp- I feel like there I feel like But there, there could also spirit. be a demon in here right Well like me. dude, like what you were saying, so when we were back in New Jersey, like we were all in the garage and it was me, Ham, you know, our buddy Jimmy and then uh, our, our buddy Chris back home. We were all in the Marines together and stuff. And it felt like you kept bringing it up, it felt like somebody was missing the whole time. The whole entire time. They were there. And it was, it was almost like it felt like they were there, though. Yeah. It was weird as hell because yeah. then I started thinking about yeah. Loman and the podcast with the uh, Mandela effect. I was like, dude, what if maybe we lived this moment in a parallel universe, but there was an extra friend with us and somehow time got rewrote where he got deleted. And now yeah, we're reliving like Taylor these- or somebody should have fucking somebody else should have been there. Yeah. Or, or it almost felt like it was somebody that we don't actually know, but we do know. Yeah. We knew in like another dimension and he got like, you know, if like time gotten rewritten, it's like yeah. we have memories, but there's a void clogging it up. That's kind of what it felt like. It was weird. That Dude, was I weird. feel like weird shit's going on. I feel like we're starting to happen to the surface of some things like these thoughts and these theories that we throw out there. Mm-hmm. They may actually sound absurd to some people, but I mean, I think it really comes down to what you believe in. Like, I'm not one to like, like you said, believe like and go. Like, I would like to see like I believe in ghosts to a certain extent, but it's sort of like UFOs. It's just like I want to see something. Yeah. But lately, dude, for whatever reason, ever since I've been in this house, dude, like I always just feel like there's something that's been here with me. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy, but like I don't, I'm not scared of it. But, like, yeah. I can feel it when it's there. Like it's it's pre- weird. Its presence is known. And it's almost like 
Well, that's another thing. Like, your body can sense presence. Well, well, think about this. Think about your conscience. And, like, think about your laying there in your bed. And we all do this. We legitimately have conversations with ourselves. And it's like yeah. there's two parts of us that, like, there's a part of us that's that's asking a question. And there's, like, another voice that's almost responding in a way. Yeah. Maybe I'm just really tuning my No, I know. I was doing that the other day in bed. And I was like, look, I can think of two different things at the same time within my own brain. And I was like, okay, now if I broke down in my own thought process of my brain that I'm thinking about two different things at the same time, can I think about two separate things at the same time within those two different ideas? And I was trying to have a conversation with, like, multiple people in my own head. I know science says that you can only think of one thing at a time and you have to just you just switch back and forth extremely fast but just the idea of me like how it felt for me to try to think well, that way well was, think about when you're fo- well think about when you're focused like you're at your best you're you're, you're talking you're somebody there's a topic you're going at and you're focused or you're just in what they're or you're saying. trying yeah. to uh or if you're trying to solve a problem or you're in your your brain's firing on all cylinders yeah it's processing things but it's only processing things to f- to that focus point, that focal point. Uh-huh. To think of two different things at one time, I don't think I, w- I don't think you could do that. Well, and I was trying, but it was that is it was. I, I I feel like there's there there is. I, I get what you're saying. Like you're thinking of two different things, but I think more of what it is. It's that like this. I'm talking. This 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 me is speaking to myself. Yeah. And there's another me internally that's responding. Yeah. It's like. Or playing something out in my head, how this is going to And happen. deciding what kind of words you're going to use. Right. And then you base your emotions kind of off of like what that feels. And I think that's where a lot of fear is like built from things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. And that, well, that's also crazy too. to think that you're feeling something completely different on the inside and what's coming out, uh, your output is completely different. You know, my dad the other day was saying, and this is a pretty uh, common story that there was once a man who was facing extreme depression, was suicidal, wanted to kill himself. And he went to the psychiatrist and was like, hey, I hate my life. I just want to take it. I want to get one to end. And the psychiatrist was like, you know what? I think you just need a boost. Like, when was the last time you've seen a clown? Maybe you just go to the circus and find a clown and, and just smile and laugh and feel good. And then the psychiatrist, and then the guy said, well, ma'am, I am a clown. Like, he is, that's, that's, that's who he is. He's a clown. And it's like, the moral of the story is that a clown being a person to make people laugh and enjoy life, that's what's coming out on the outside, but they can also be in the inside want nothing but death. Yeah, that's like uh, th- th- that's like really similar to like the Robin w- Williams story. There was a thing like, yeah. that was like about it, and like the guy came into town, and there was a guy that was all sad and shit, and this kid walked up to him, and it was like, hey, why don't you come see... Bozo the Clown or whatever the fuck the guy's name was, mm-hmm. you know, make you happy. And then he's like, well, I am Bozo the Clown. I'm like, yeah, same sort of like exactly. concept. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's crazy. And I think, I think the podcast what, has helped with well, this. Well, I think what I'm learning though is too, like, is like, you have to ask the right questions to people. If you ask a question to somebody that kind of forces, like in conversation, somebody and you're, they're talking to you already uh-huh. and you ask the right questions, you can get a lot of information without people even knowing that they're giving up the information. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, you you may tell somebody something that you wouldn't expect to, but just simply because of the way they approached it, you know, they'll give it yeah. to you, they'll give you out more information. Yeah. It's like everybody is unique, but at the same time, a lot of people react the same exact way to the same exact questions. Well, conversations like really, it's really a carefully placed puzzle in a way. Because yeah, you can get so much different information. The art of rhetoric, I guess it would be called. Yeah, man, I can't spell too many things, but I can fucking. <laughs> well, it's kind of just like that's what I'm saying. Like maybe here's a little theory. Like you know how me and you were saying that uh, we've been feeling more. Gosh, you sound like a freaking hippie, but more spiritually in tuned. You know, yes. I I also think that these a conversation like this, where we're tentatively listening to each other and trying to quickly think about what we're both saying uh, for a long period of time has affected my thought process um, it, interacting with people every day. You like, know what's for example, weird with that, though? I'm just thinking about it right now. I know you're about to go on a rant, but I want to tell you. Yeah. So I think what's a big difference for me is that we're talking and I'm hearing you in my ears. So it's like I'm listening to you 
as if like let's just fucking like I'm listening to you in a sense where if we didn't have these headphones on and we were sitting here at this I don't think I'd be in as in tune with the conversation. Yeah, but now I hear you like within my own mind. Yeah, within my own mind. Yeah, I'm like the second conscience. Like I could not be looking at you, but like I'm hearing everything you're saying. Yeah. Not even intentionally. I can't. I can't ignore you if I wanted to. Right. Uh huh. Well, maybe a little bit. You've done it before. I've seen it. It's my mind. (laughs) My mind just picks up on things without actually processing. No, but yeah, but like yeah. So what I'm trying to say is just. Being more in tune with my own thought process and the thought process of the people I'm talking to, I feel like it's made me more in tune with, like, my spirit to your spirit and my spirit to the people I'm talking to. Right, because I think I'm starting to see value in the conversation and value in talking because somebody said something at work, like, he was, my manager was, like, talking to one of the people and was like, uh, yeah, he's like, he seems like he's a really big, like, uh, like introvert, like, he doesn't really talk to people, uh-huh. like, and he's like, no, he's like, he's like, it's not that, it's not that. Like I've had conversations with him, like, you know, talking about mm-hmm. me. He's like, it's just that he won't have a conversation with you if he doesn't feel, if he doesn't feel it's necessary, like to talk about, mm. like, I'm not going to just like sit there and just like, I mean, I'll do small talk, but if I'm going to talk to somebody, like I get bored really easily if the conversation's not, you know, of interest. If yeah. If it's a uh, very superficial, right. You know? I, well, I think that's why me and you get along. Even though we talk about some stupid shit, I still think that we're like, we're, we're thinking at a, uh, a okay. different level. This is where someone's gonna like copy paste us talking about sucking our own dicks right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, it's pretty no, but I mean it's cool though because like even like we're sitting on the couch and you start talking about something I don't want to talk about, I'll just fucking ignore you, <laughs> <laughs> dude. All right, so another thing that's like happened over these last months since in this podcast was you've been uh, smoking more weed. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Maui, right? And I haven't seen my family on the island. My whole entire family on my dad's side still lives on the island. I haven't seen him since 23 years. And I love family. I love my brothers and I love my mom and dad. And I love the idea of getting together as a family and enjoying each other. But going home to Maui and seeing all my uncles and all their kids and their kids and then my my tutu side, the, the Hawaiian family and all their relatives and then watching a big group of people coming together, breaking bread and just laughing and enjoying each other's presence. It was, it was mind boggling because like, these are people I haven't seen since I was a baby, you know, and I meet them for the first moment and and it's like instant connections where it's just like, this is family. And it was just an abundance of love from my Ohana, you know, and it felt great. And it kind of like excited me to get old to be a you know a 70 year old grandpa with kids You're, you know that's and all what you that. want is this it no i'm just i'm just saying like it, it, it excited me that maybe like you're something to look for i enjoy to. being young but i i look forward to the day where i hope that i can reflect and see my an empire of you know that the a ham family that i concocted where i have my kids yeah, you don't want to die young dude plan. i get you yeah but it excited me and i think what we did there was pretty much this. We we worked as a family, it was a huge group, because it was like a small reunion. Um, we ate all together, and we um, laughed, and we played music together. So it was like work, eat, laugh, and sing. And that's pretty much what we did for like a week. And it really like opened my eyes to like a community um, gathering around over food or, or you know drinks. And I was like, man, I wish, I wish I could do that. Just even with my friends, where I feel like that kind of sense of community is not as common for younger generations to do amongst. Like, I, I can imagine that That's what communities, maybe like communities in the February, like or not February, communities in the fifties, like neighborhoods. They they knew their neighbors. They knew they would get together for maybe like a neighborhood barbecue and things and whatnot. Yeah, like a and, block party. Yeah, and it's like, I have no idea who my neighbors are. I do. Well, I know. Yeah, I know you, don't want, you don't want to know. Yeah, but like, I don't get along with them, right? Or we don't do anything together. Whereas, you know, like you watch Sandlot, right? Remember the fireworks going? Like all the kids got together. Everybody like hung out and was like, worked together to accomplish a bigger goal. And I was like, man, I would love... Yeah, I would love to in a time like that. You know? It's just a good time. So that's like 
you know, obviously with the new house, I like that's one of my goals is to like have like monthly potlucks, which is I just bringing friends over and eating and drinking and laughing, not not having alcohol be a focus point, not having going to the bars being a focus point, treating it just like a pre going, but really the focus point just being like we're together as a community and enjoying each other. And if anybody has any hardships or anything that we can talk about it, you can talk to your friends and you guys can all grow and, you know, live in harmony and help each other out. And that's what I really witnessed with, you know, 70 people that don't know each other, but they're breaking bread together and talking and laughing. I was like, that's what I want to bring back. That's family, you know, and, but it, but it doesn't have to be blood related. No, it doesn't. You know, it's just about having those people that would be willing to be open with you like that. Mm hmm. That's, you know. Yeah. And I think, but it brings so much to the table. No, absolutely. You know, my, my uncle, I have a lot of relatives that got caught in drugs and, you know, lost figuratively their life, you know, to it. And it's when you have a big family that you love, if you love your family enough, like, you know, like some people will say, I'll say this first. You know, some people will say, it's like, oh, if you don't ever get close enough, if you don't get close enough to people. Um, you don't have to worry about getting hurt by them. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that I refuse to do that I might want to do because of my love to, of my family or my love to you or my love to Travis. It's like I know that if if someone offered me, say, like heroin or freaking meth, yeah, that I love you and I love my family Even if enough, you don't love yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah even if I want it. Like if, if it wasn't for my family, I would do this. But since I have a family and I love them, I, w I don't want them to see and go through witnessing me uh, fall. So yeah. for people to say, uh, don't don't get close to people because you don't have to worry about being hurt. It's more. And this ties back to personal training. A support system in life is. The more I'm finding out is so crucial. And for the podcast, we can look at. Without you, I don't. I don't. Who knows if we, I would still be doing the podcast by myself? You wouldn't we, be. Yeah. So we have the support system. Okay. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a support system for each other where it's like, I can't half. At, I can't just quit because I'll be letting you down. And I, I love you as much as a brother. To where it's like, I don't want to let my brother down. Yeah. You know. And if I, if even when it comes to work, I love my family and my parents i don't want them to ever to think that i'm a fuck up or that just like is a lazy piece of shit so even when i'm look, approaching work i have pride in who i am and the people i love that everything i do you know like when your parents like everything you do reflects who i am yeah but even my friends i look at it like that the people i keep real close to my heart it's like i want to be the best for them and this well, is the same thing that's why it's important to be like to have people that do mean things to you. Like, my circle is small, but, like, the people that are in the circle do mean the world to me. And I would, yeah. you know, I wouldn't ever, you know, I've definitely, not going to say I would have made a lot worse decisions, but I've, there's definitely been times where, you know, I made the right decision solely because I wouldn't mm -hmm. want somebody else that does care about me to see me go through what could possibly be the consequences yeah. of whatever, you know, I am yeah. dealing with. Um, so, yeah, so it's, like, kind of, like, you can't do everything alone. No, yeah. and it sucks. Be well, it doesn't suck, but it's like that's definitely a learning point. It's like, like I mean, I like to be an individual as much as possible. Same. But, but keeping your circle small is good. Um, and I'm not saying that you need anybody to hold your hand through life. No. But being able to get a, a real opinion. That's why I always said, I, I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast, but like if we got big and famous, like the people that are in my circle now, I'd want to be in my circle then because yeah. those are the same people that would give me shit and call me out for my bullshit mm -hmm. and like not want to just fucking tend to me because of my fucking, you know, you know, celebrity status or whatever the fucking case may be. Mm -hmm. And having those people prior to anything like that is fucking golden mm -hmm. because the people that are in my life now, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy about, I can basically go anywhere in this country and there's somebody that I know, mm -hmm. you know, would take their shirt off their back for me. Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially maybe climbing, like say a, a celebratory status or climbing the corporate jobs that uh, chain and you're just working your heart. I know it's very easy to feel invincible. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, I don't need you. I don't need you in my life. I don't need you in my life. And obviously I've said this on the podcast that if there are people in your life that are bringing you down, you don't need them. Get rid of them. Well, the thing is, you though, know? is there certain people that once you're let down by people that, you 
you know, these same people we're talking about right now that you would never expect to, you know, take their, mm-hmm. you know, turn their back on you or anything, you know, after a certain amount of those people do walk out of your life, then you, then I think that's where that, you know, maybe narcissistic, you know, mentality com- comes from because it's like, mm-hmm. well, no, I am going to do it myself because every time I fucking do bring somebody close to me, I wind up getting fucked over. Yeah. You know? So I, I, so I get that, but that's why I'm also protective. You just got to choose yeah. wisely, I think. Well, I just want to like highlight that no matter how successful you get or how positive you are, or confident you are in yourself, that there's always, there's always a chance that everything you ever worked for can just fall completely to shit. That no one is invincible. And that's why I, I want to like push family and community because no matter who you are, you can always fall. For no matter how high you go, you can always fall. You know, like for example, we had a lady that came in, a client, <coughs> and it's years. like she was always been the rock in the family. She was describing this. It was kind of weird because she started crying at the gym, and I, was, I didn't know what to really. Did you touch her? Took me off guard. I kind of like put my hand on her shoulder. Yeah, that's good, man. Two but, points of contact. Two points of contact. And, but it was like <laughs> she was the rock. The family tried to be like the one to hold everybody together, but you could over time. You could you know it, it toured her, and then her sister ended up getting uh, cancer. Her mom had a heart attack, and all these things just came one, right at once. You know, so you look at someone who's a very very strong individual. Sometimes life's like, hey, I know you think you're strong, and I know you think you're invincible, but guess what? I'm gonna come with a big old fucking left hook, and I'm not even gonna stop the left hook. Once you fall, I'm gonna keep kicking you. And though I think those kind of times when you're in there, that's when you really want your family yeah. and the people that are close to you because getting out of those kind of holes where life's just like go fuck yourself you need it's Dude, that's it's what okay i wanted help, like you know? th- that's what i wanted like before i went home like i was that's exactly what i needed before i went home this past time was just like i had like not that i was hating my life but i was fucking nervous i was kind of afraid like you know going into a new job like not really sure what the fuck's gonna be happening mm-hmm. dropping everything but i knew i just I was kind of. Oh, it was stressful as fuck. Dude. I was, well, no, I was kind of like. I felt like I was kind of losing myself. So going back home and being around family, like and just seeing your roots again, it kind of like refreshes like who you really are, like at the at the core. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Like you can only front a fake front for so long. Like you start peeling back yeah. the layers, and you're gonna get the real person. But what's sad is that I think you can trick yourself. So like, even if you have a fake front, you might think it's the real that that is you, but. I think it's always important just well, to that's be, why I have a good support system too is having yeah. somebody call you out on your bullshit yeah Huge. exactly and like make sure that you stay humble yeah it's tough it is tough it's because tough. It's, it's easy to fall and like fall off the path that you want to go down and who knows if the path that you want to go down is even the path that you should be going down so it's uh, it's 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 life is so like complicated to that for well, yeah. I'm trying not to complicate it because look, yeah. dude, I like I look at it like this. Like if we just break it down, like we have today, we're mm-hmm. doing today, and then you wake up tomorrow, you just do tomorrow, and you just wake up the next day, and you do the next day. But you look at the day not just as like ah, oh, it's another day, but you look at the day as like a day. Yeah. Then you're fucking. I think that's like happy to be alive. I, yeah. I think that's the catch. I think uh-huh. if you have a way to maximize your day, and you actually are trying to maximize your day. Now I will say, if you do look at it like that, you're going to have a lot more bad days. And you're going to have a lot more good days mm-hmm. versus just a day. Well, and it's like... Because you for, care more. You're, you're, you're more aware yeah. of, of things like that are going to make you happy versus just going through the fucking motions. Mm. And us uh, coming from a job that we were not passionate about and going to a job that we are passionate about, we are living our life how we would want to live it instead of going against the grain. You know, and I, that's, that's helping all my other thought process, like I said earlier. Uh, so yeah, potluck at my house if you guys anybody wants to come. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> shout out to the boy. Oh, he you know, bought, th- he bought a second house. I gotta give you credit. Tap, Dude, top my hat off to you. Thanks, Austin. Partnered up on me with this one, but yeah, I almost lost this house that I was trying to buy, and then finally it came through. I was supposed to close December twentieth, and I closed two days ago. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to bring back from visiting my family. Another one was just complete kindness to strangers. Like just how, like all the locals that I met, every time we shook a hand that came out, it was like, put your hand out. It was like this, you know, we come together and it was this and then a hug. Every single person would, was two hand, handshake, 
and a hug and i was like wow you could just like that's just how everybody was and i was just like man that makes you feel good so like me coming back see i bet you one of those things i want to be though. more kind see you bounced all over the place dude with people like you're here in phoenix you know you know how people are around here then you went home to nevada mm-hmm. for christmas and then you there. came up to new jersey to northeast dealt with the nasty northeast for yeah. a little while then you flew to hawaii like you got a different you got Dude, a my large, time zone got fucked. Bro. You got a, well. You got a large diversity of of, of, of cultures you got to be around. Yeah, real fast too. It was yeah. crazy because I was went from the small town like uh, very religious community, um, and then I went to New Jersey where I was like, it was party, 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 and then I went to Hawaii where it was just like um, family, it was family and like love and kindness, and it was like whoa, I'm seeing all different kinds of how different cultures interact with each other even though it's all america there's still like significant differences with just how communities react and uh with each other and definitely like some of the things from Hawaii try to like that's why i wanted to go explore new places like it would be nice to loosen up the freedom and that's a big thing i want to excel with the job like of course you know i want to do good because i enjoy the job but i really like to make a lot of money so i can just fucking randomly go on a three-day trip to fucking Montana and mm-hmm. go hang out and go explore fucking you know I had to pick Montana Montana yeah I know but like, <laughs> I you know just like random time. random places like you're meeting random people but you have to be open to it yeah I've been like my whole mo- my whole like saying that I've been trying to stick to 2018 is like I'm trying to see what's on the other side of fear yeah anytime I'm starting to feel fearful about something one I ask myself like well what what is it what am I afraid of? And then I'm like, just do it. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, because we beat ourselves. We beat ourselves. Um, and, I, and I'm and i just ready to build my confidence up. Not be so timid about approaching random people. Smile at somebody. Smiling, dude. I have a cousin. Like, like if so, like, probably people look at it the same way. Like if somebody said hi to you, would you be an asshole? No. I, I would. No, see? No. You see? Yeah. You see? Some people are. No, some people are. Yeah. Sad. That That's, that's kind of what I like. My whole mindset on like assholes is like, I obviously I still get pissed off if someone pisses me off. But at the same time, like now, I just feel, I feel bad. I feel sad for people way more than what I used to feel like three years ago, like when I was in the Marines. I did not feel bad for people who were like assholes are screwed up now it's i still get mad at them i'm like that guy's a fucking douchebag i want to punch him in the face but when i like slow down i like think back i'm like man what did this what what lifestyle did this guy go through and why is he acting like that yeah but everybody was a baby and innocent at one point yeah and i and i also think about yeah well somebody had to go through something and like with that people or maybe their parents left them down you know right and but well not even that you also have to remember too like I've had my fair share of bad days where, like, like I'm nice, I feel like, 99% of the time. But if you caught me at that 1% of the time, and, like, this is the first time you met me, you're going to think I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to take that into consideration. You could always catch somebody on a bad day, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just better to be nice to everybody. And if somebody tells you to fuck off, you know, fuck off. Yeah. Unless, you know, you have something you want to say That's back it, yeah. to. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I haven't gotten a fight in the longest time. I really have. I don't even know unless I got in a fight with someone. Like, like, or I'm like, legitimately upset with someone. I'm going to pick a fight for you next time. I've been, like, upset with people and disappointed, but I've never, I haven't been mad. I'm going to push somebody into you. That would be mean, dude. And honestly, you know what would happen? I'd be like, don't worry about it, bro. You're all good. Why is it if he pushed you back? Uh, then I would hit And then then my pride steps in. So I have to step up. But, yeah. You gotta draw the line. Like, you know, like, even in the bar, like, you get pushed, like, some people freak the fuck out. I'm always like, oh, don't worry about it. Unless they're rude. If they're rude, I'll, I'll well, fucking. I just, so I don't, you know, I'm at a point now where I know, like, the fighting thing isn't worth it. Especially if you're just getting to the bar, like, you fucking, I'm already fucking working up a nice buzz. Like, I'm trying to chill this thing out. Like, yeah, I'm trying out, to get in a fight fun. and, like, fucking, you know? Yeah. I, I like to de escalate situations. Same. Same. I like to be fucking Captain America. Yeah. So yeah. do I. So do I, man. <laughs> so let's talk about the podcast a little bit. Your last 10 minutes episode is some big things coming up this year. Okay. Um, we're going on a rock climbing trip to Utah. 
What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what is this? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the podcast, uh, we want to... No, we will. We will. We will. Hey, so this year, some big goals. We definitely want to have like a lot of apparel, clothing apparel. Um, it may not be some for merch. a few months, but we definitely want to get some stuff out there. Um, some different merchandise. We're going to be trying to bring some different guests on. If you think you're qualified, you, know, you can bring <laughs> something in. Just feel free to message us on anywhere in the, you know, the social media. And uh, we're going to be exploring. We're meeting a lot of different people, and I'm like excited to see how things are going to go. We're going to probably be putting out more, more than one episode a week. That's what I was saying. We will. We will. We we need to. We're going to get fucking... We're going to be putting up more fitness videos, probably more food challenges. Um, we're going to get real creative. It's just this first two weeks, we're just rough getting in the swing of things. So now we're... Well, and we're moving. On, yeah, we're now, now we're going to be back on track. We're going to be in a different studio. Um, yeah, hopefully the next episode will be in the other house. Should be. So if we don't start popping out two a week this week... Next week, once uh, we get fully moved in, because it's like I said, we were working from like nine p.m. to nine p.m. So it's it's we're kind of busy, but now I'm not traveling though, so I'm still here at night, so we can do things. Yeah, no, it's like it's funny because I was working so many fucking hours before I left, and like now, not having to be at work till nine and getting home at eight thirty is like a luxury. Like like it's like a vacation. It doesn't even feel that bad. No, and the thing is, where I'm at a gym all day long, so like, and that's the place I enjoy being. But mm-hmm. but not having to go up to work until nine, like I leave here at eight thirty. But you know, I, before in the past, I if I went to work, I'd be up, have to be up at you know by six, or I went to the gym in the morning, I had to be up by five. So now I'll be waking up at seven, and I'm like, oh fuck, am I doing something wrong? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm just paranoid about it. But life's good right now, man. It is. Life's it's very exciting. Right I hope that everybody like can go through that and be and everybody. I want to be consistent. Like if this year is starting off strong for you, or not strong. Just keep fucking digging your feet in dirt and chucking yeah. along, because obviously we're we're calling ourselves out just by recording this podcast. Yeah, every you single know? every single week we're going to do that, and uh, you know we're going to be putting more stuff up. We'll probably be going live more. Um, we'll be posting more on Instagram. We really want to get more interactive with our fans, um, mm-hmm. and you know reach out to the world more, get our message across out there. Because I really think what we do have good things to say, and we're putting ourselves in positions that we're going to be forced to learn things. So, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to this whole thing, man. Yeah. It's first podcast of the 2018. That's it. How do you feel about it? I feel like it's good and it needed to be done. I feel mm-hmm. like we definitely, it's been a while since we did a podcast. It's a month. No, yeah. I'm excited, dude. I think uh, if everybody's listening, um, I think we want to wrap this up. Yeah. Let's wrap this up real quick. Uh, I love you guys. Like I said, we're going to be posting more on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, all that jazz. Uh, keep up with it. We got – I still got these wristbands. We're getting out like crazy, but shirts will probably be the next thing. Shirts, Some hats, shirts. Um, sweatshirts, towels, necklaces. Yeah, and also we're planning bandanas, on doing at least like two bikes. fitness videos a month. Yeah, once yeah. I – yeah. Once we get in the routine of things and get our schedule like fine-tuned – We'll be able to do and a if, hell of a lot more. Yeah, and if you're in the Arizona area and you will fucking... Uh, you want to be on the podcast? You want a podcast or you want to fucking get hazed by me and Ham on a workout session, just let us know. Yeah. We'd be happy. Or if you want to haze us because you're some, like, freaking alpha dog. Yeah, that'd be cool too, man. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. Don't Anyways, mind. Anyways, till uh, next week, boys. Till next week. This is... Life as we know it. Life as we know it podcast. Dun, 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 dun. That shit went by pretty quick.